Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, 105 in Edmonton, along with Mark Spector. We're, oh, Spec, your mic's hot. Should have had your headset on. Now we can hear you putting it on. There we go. Uh, he's only been doing radio on and off for about the last 15 years. Uh, second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. Uh, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. I will get to some more Heartland Ford text, Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, one of the largest volume Ford dealers in the province of Alberta, experienced the difference of a Heartland Ford. I'm driving an F-150 from a Heartland Ford. You can follow us on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, Brendan Escott, at Brendan Escott, Mark Spector at Sportsnet Specs. Stauffer and Spector every Tuesday at Oilers Now for the horses. HRA, Horse Racing Alberta, 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing industry. By the way, yeah. How about the end to the Kentucky Derby? Oh, boy. So that's what I was thinking. Like, we can discuss whether that's a DQ or not and, you know, all those things. I don't know enough to consider myself a steward, Bob, yes. to tell you if that's the right call or not. Me, I thought, na- me neither. Good to me, but whatever. But how much money <laughs> changes hands on that decision? Like, we're talking stud fees for the next 20, I don't know, how long does a horse do that for? But whatever. Uh, you know, you win the Derby, that what? horse is worth millions. You, were- you finish DQ'd in the Derby, it's millions and millions of dollars on one steward's decision. You know, uh, two uh, two combinations of words that have never been said before. What's that? Mark Spector and stud, and stud fees. Stud fees. <laughs> Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cook right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, uh, Northside, Insure Park. Osi, mon ami. So, uh, all right. Uh, let's do this. So today, Ken Holland named... President of Hockey Operations and General Manager of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Daryl mm-hmm. Cates, the Oilers owner, uh, Ken Holland and Bob Nicholson uh, in uh, town today for the media availability. Ken was asked about coaching search. He had this to say. I talked to Ken Hitchcock last night. I told Ken that he would not be the coach of the, of the Edmonton Oilers in, in 1920. I did talk to his uh, his assistants today to inform them that I told Ken I'm going to start a process here immediately. That would be my number one priority, obviously, in the next uh, few weeks to find the next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, 
At the same time, what I want to do is talk to as many people as I can. I've talked to Bob, I talked to Ken Hitchcock last night, I've talked to the coaches. I'm trying to gather information as I go about the process of making decisions, um, what to do with staff, and also, uh, as, as we lead, you know, this is the time of the, of the year in the National Hockey League. You, you know, you make your, your moves from probably the 20th of June to uh, early July through uh, whatever trades you can make at the draft, obviously the draft, you know, July 1st free agency. So this is the period of time when, you, when you're doing your planning. Next week, uh, we're going to have uh, amateur meetings, pro meetings. I look forward to meeting all those people, and I will make some decisions. Uh, I do expect to have some change. Uh, I'm not going to give you a time frame on change, but I do expect to have some change, and um, I look forward to uh, working with all you uh, going forward. That was uh, Ken Holland, the president of hockey operations and general manager for the Edmonton Oilers. So he made it very clear that... that uh, he has the power to change out anyone in the organization to make any yep. decision he needs to make. And yep. first priority is to find a head coach. And this first priority, he said, within the next two weeks, he'll find a head coach. What I what I sort of sense is he he'd like to make a lot of these roster decisions uh, with a head coach. He wants to sit across the table from his head coach and talk about players. I don't think he wants to make a bunch of moves and then present a new head coach with any of the new players he has acquired or traded, right? He wants to put his team together first. Sure. So I get that. I asked Ken a question, and we briefly hit on analytics, but the actual question was about analytics and sports science, and here was Ken Holland's response. I believe in analytics. I believe it's a tool. I believe it's a tool. I don't believe it makes your decisions. I think that you, uh, what we did in Detroit, um, I was always been analytics. Like you know, I, I remember sitting in 19, I became manager in 1997, 1998, 1999, and saying, okay, how many goals are Dallas going to score this year? How many goals is Colorado going to score? How many, our, our peer group, how many goals is Dallas, I mean, Jersey going to score? And, and I looked and tried to create it, figure out, do we have enough offense? And then, and then you got to be goals against. Now, th- those are basic analytics. Well, the analytics today are way deeper than that. So analytics has always been, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy. Um, and so analytics is something that, um, you know, we had somebody in Detroit, uh, we, we would play, you know, the Edmonton Oilers are coming into town and, and uh, Jeff Blash will talk to our analytics guy about, about numbers and he would give him numbers to, as, as Jeff went into the game to make decisions on matchups and line, you know, whatever he wanted to do. So certainly the head coach was talking to our analytics person and we're the same thing in the uh, in the amateur draft and in, in the, the, the pro the pro scouting, looking at statistics, but it's a guide, it's a guide. Certainly I need people in the field that I respect that are watching games and they got instincts and they've got experience and you, 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 you put the two together and you eventually make, make a decision. I wanna come back to Terry, you're going to make the odd bad decision. Like, once you know, I'm going to make the odd bad decision. You can't make, you're going to make the, or you make no decisions. You make no decisions and you don't make any bad decisions. So, got to make way more good decisions than bad decisions. Um, but, but certainly analytics is a part, it's a, it's, it's a piece of the process. All right. Uh, there are some people that believe regarding sports science and analytics, it's what the best teams are doing. However, most people who say this is a coming trend in the NHL don't even actually know what sports science is. Uh, there are a couple teams, uh, spec who I personally believe have competitive advantages in this uh, regard. Uh, 
regarding analytics, it's extremely important. I would suggest uh, for the most progressive organizations, it's a factor in every pro and amateur decision that gets made. Uh, especially when you have uh, resources to spend in these areas, you create default. Uh, by default, you create tremendous checks and balances in the process. I will tell you that uh, on the sports science, and that's a very general term. Mm-hmm. I do think there's only a couple teams in the league that I'll give you a team that I believe has is very progress. And I've mentioned it on the show before. Vegas. Okay. Vegas is a team that made players better than they were so there's something that they're doing right and that's that's kind of how i look at it i go well which organization had virtually every player like and and people will say well they were all committed because they're all cast offs that's a fair comment the general the general manager was cast off the head coach was a cast off the players were all cast off so they were empowered and 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 their coach came in with a progressive attitude and the coach didn't berate the players in front of other players. And when guys made mistakes, he picked them up on the bench and said, go get me. But there's something that they did in terms of how they practiced because the Vegas Golden Knights far exceeded, not so much this year, Mark, not so much this year because they added an entire first line this year via trade. Yep. But when you look at the balance of their work over the last two years, and so I'm going to be intrigued to see because you got to be open to it. So if somebody comes to you and says, you know what, don't morning skate. Or you know what, with your travel, you have to – I mean, it's interesting. Ken right away said, we all know the owners need another goaltender. They, part of the reason why it's tough to judge Miko Koskinen for me is there's no way he should have started 25 or 26 games in a row. He'd never done that in his – he didn't even – he wasn't even the number – he was a 1A in over in the KHL, yeah. right? So it's tough to judge, all right, was it – how much of it was fatigued and how much of it he's got a bad glove hand? And how much is it the defense he's playing behind, the right. defensive effort of a hole that he's playing behind? So sure. this is an area that, I, you know, I, I will say, and I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, the Oilers have got to invest in, 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 in sports science for lack of a better term. That's a pretty – and then also on the analytics side, and you already addressed mm-hmm. – and they're needs to be a little bit more uh what word did you use uh in terms of openness in that process and knowing who these get no not so much covertness in terms of the approach yeah i don't i mean i think the days we've passed the days when you hire some double secret special analytics guy all of a sudden his website goes black and we never hear from him again for the rest of his life we don't know what his name really is like are we still doing that you know, sabermetrics in baseball started in the 70s, man. It's it's not a secret that every team has an analytics department. I can know who your analytics guy is. It doesn't mean he's going to give me all this information. Like, it doesn't, you know, to me, it's like I know who your masseuse is and I know who the goalie coach is. Why don't we know who the analytics guy is? It doesn't. It's not a big secret anymore, Bob. Do you buy that sports science can impact? I mean, I've got uh, I've got a pretty prominent... Uh, person that uh, connection to a, a person that texts me on a, a basis and says, like as an example, uh, the order started the season, first game of the year mark in Sweden. Yep, they were on the ice six times in four games the day they played the New Jersey Devils. Okay, with with travel, albeit one flight just from Germany to Sweden, but still that's on the ice a lot. And this individual said to me, New Jersey is not as good as Edmonton. But they're going to be they're going to be jumping and they're going to be all over you guys early in this game because of the practice uh, and play schedule over the last four days for Edmonton. And he said that about mm, two hours before the game, right? Because he was there. Well, there's there's a few things though to unpack here, Bob. 
yeah, sports science is important and cutting-edge sports science. If, if my team's got a smarter sports science group than yours, sure, I have a little edge. But if you have better players than me, it doesn't matter. Right? Sports okay. science will make really good players have a little bit of a uh, you know play to their peak. They won't make an average player be a really good player. That's the first thing you got to know. And after that, to me, it's when you're it's like chasing the game. The order's been chasing the game too much. They've always got they're working on their PK. They're they're working on their power play. They're juggling their lines. They've needed to practice, right? Because it's they've always been in the last several years are in a chase position generally. They're working on this. They're working on that. A good team that kind of runs the same lines, that can settle into a proper roster, Bob. That can that that can know that if we bring our best each night, it's going to be good enough to beat most teams. That good, solid, solid, cultured, structured team, like say San Jose, for instance. You can miss a practice here and there because you don't need to reinvent your power play every two weeks. The Oilers need to get to the point where they have enough good players, enough good structure. Then, sure, let's take some practices off. I don't think they've been able to afford to at this point. That's a very fair assessment by you. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, live at Rogers Place. We'll step out. More to come. When news breaks, hear it first, hear it live on 630 Chad. We're here this morning to talk about the future leadership of the Edmonton Oilers to give our fans the team they deserve this season and in the years to come. With naming Ken Holland as a general manager and president of hockey operations, this is a perfect step for us to move forward in a positive way. This is an incredibly exciting day for me and my my, uh, my family and my goal obviously is to lead this team to become an elite team in the National Hockey League. 630 Chad, Edmonton's news and conversation station. Great job putting that return together to our imaging department. Thank you very much for that. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you live from Rogers Place along with Mark Spector. Spector and Stoffer for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays and Sundays out at Century Mile in Nisku. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Um, you can text us at 630-630. Mitch has texted us, and he says, Bob, on the goaltending, I think you have to have a guy capable of 45% of the starts. Koskinen was very solid with rest. Uh, okay, I would say 40 to 40. If you got a guy good enough to go 40 to 45, then the people say, well, then you don't have a number one goalie. That's, you know what? But in the West, does it make does it make more sense if you're, I, I can tell you from a, look, Spec, you traveled around, you traveled the hard way. You traveled on commercial <laughs> flights. Uh, commercial flights, yes. There, there's only two guys that make every trip. That's uh, the, that work with the media in town. Every trip, Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer are on every trip. Yep. And uh, believe it or not, sometimes it's when you got two and two and you're coming back and, uh, boy. I, oh, it beats you up traveling. There's no yeah. question. And could you imagine for a goaltender? Well, listen, first of all, the league is trending towards two goalies. Okay. Uh, the number of NHL teams that gave their number one goalie 50 starts in a season. Two years ago, there was 26 of them. Last two years ago, there was uh, three years ago, it was 26. Two years ago, it was 22. It's down to 19 now. That's teams that give their number one goalie 50 starts. So two-thirds of the league doesn't have a 50-start guy, right? The two Vesna, two of the three Vesna finalists didn't make 50 starts. So 
it's not odd to have two guys that play in the 40s. It's not strange. Kind of weird for one of them to make 4.5. I'll give you that. But the other thing you should know, Bob, I did the math on this, and it surprised the heck out of me. Uh, Miko Koskinen's numbers, Koskinen and Talbot split the starts at evenly at 29 each before Talbot was dealt, okay? Yep. 29 starts each. Yep. Koskinen had a 9.05 save percentage, 290 goals against. After Talbot left, Koskinen carried the ball. He started almost every game. His, his save percentage was 9.07. So really it was the same. He wasn't way worse. Uh, I'm going to say he let in more goals because the team wasn't as good down the stretch. But I guess my point would be I'm not sure. I think we've learned in this market, Bob, when you have a team that's derelict defensively, you know, look what happened to Laurent Passois. By the time he left here, he couldn't stop anything. Remember that game in Calgary? All those pucks went in from the end line. We all go, oh, my God, he can't play. Get him behind a team that, that has structure. He's not so bad. Yes. Right? And we've watched that. So I can't – I'm not here to sell you Koskinen. I didn't like his glove side. I didn't like some of his work. I'm not saying he's great. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know I, that I'm, we can read him properly. Mark, I'm in shock that you actually took the time to do the statistical work. <laughs> I compliment that you're coming around. It's quite that. surprised, though. I thought that his numbers were way worse at the end. They weren't. But this text comes in, spec. Bob hates San Jose or is envious of them. No, I just hate a texter named Fear the Finn who texts me about the San Jose Fear shirt. Fear the Finn. It's all I got good. tons of respect for San Jose, uh, man. And we all like San Jose. Look at them this year again. Yep. Lost their leader and captain and best guy in Pavelski, and they're in game seven of round two. I like the idea of trading Milan Lucic for Corey Schneider, fixes the Lucic problem and gets an experienced guy in the backup. Well, there's no movement clauses that come into play there. Uh, what do you what do you think Ken Holland does with Milan Lucic? Mm, not to me. There's only it's not an option to buy out Milan Lucic. Uh, I do see a situation where you may trade him just for somebody else that's in the same. I'm not going to say they're trading him for Louis Erickson, but I think Louis Erickson's a perfect example of a guy you would trade Lucic for. Makes the same money, has the same term relatively. Uh, Lucic has one more year than Erickson, but you know, you'd figure out the term. If one guy has more term, you got to pay half of it, whatever you do. But I could see them moving Milan Lucic, not for a player that's way more effective and not for a great player, just to change the dynamic and get a new look. I have a player for you. Who? Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter. What's he make? Four and a half. Okay, so you figure out the money end you of that. You figure thing, out right? the money on the money. And maybe sure. make that because, you know, Vancouver's got two pretty good centers there. I don't mind that. I mean, they, you know, they're. The, the trade can be made. You're making the point, Bob. And we're just ripping off a couple guys off top right. So many teams. Right. Calgary has their day, their their Neil, right? Yep. Uh, you know, Louis Erickson's out there. there. There's so many teams that have a guy that, you know, they just feel like. It's time to move on. Improve the D. The goaltending likely will not be an issue. That comes to us from Haas. Uh, I think we're only going to see the Oilers play, I think, the final 20. How many games did Sacro play? 26, 27 games? Yeah. They played the final 26 or 27 games with their top six intact. Uh, I believe we're only going to see four of those six to start next season. I think you'll see progression. Uh, I think Caleb Jones will be here for sure. 
and then maybe William Lagason and or Joel Person has the best chance. And every time I say that, the Ethan Bear fans get mad at me. And Ethan Bear's been pretty good in the second half of the year. And the wild card in this is Evan Bouchard. That's an actual area of strength. Yeah, They've dude. got some good prospects coming. Can't all make it. Can't all make it. <laughs> they can't and, all make it You know, year. we could see uh, Sam Rukoff and Bouchard being a lefty-righty combination uh, I, on the farm. That uh, would be ideal, Bob. Right. So that would be for ideal. 30, 35 games. I don't think Bouchard. Whole season. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced Bouchard's going to be down there. I just okay. Well, let's. I, he'll we'll be, be talking he'll be a lot there. about that next year. He'll be down there at the start. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced by the end of the year he'll still okay. be down there. Um, all right. Well, anything else uh, we need to address here from today? Uh, anything else we need to address? I guess I'll be quite interested to see. To me, now that you know, we know he's going to Ken Holland is going to hire a new coach, and we're all going to be fishing around on that story over the next two weeks. Um, I am quite interested to see how deep the impact is in terms of the organization. Does How much of the pro scouting department uh, does Ken Holland decide he needs to replace? Yep. You know, what happens with some of the guys that have been around here a long, long time? There are individuals, some of whom are listening to the show right now, whose yeah. contracts are up. I mean, well, guys the way it works yeah. in the scouting world, June 30th, that's when the contracts are up in hockey. And um, it's, so. it's difficult. I know I've talked to a couple of scouts here, and they're of course they're nervous. Guess what? The scouts in Detroit are nervous because their GM is leaving and Stevie Eisman is coming in, and he's not keeping all the same guys, right? When a GM turns over, so too does hockey ops turn over, and I'll be interested to see the amount of hockey ops we're seeing. All right. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining me. I know you're doing, like, quadruple duty here. Uh, Reed Wilkins, he's got great timing. Went to pull the shoot for a week, eh? Like, uh, Good for him. Yeah. Man. Smart guy. He's probably well, listening I just, online right now. I, I wanted to Drinking th- a margarita. I wanted to thank Bob Nicholson for getting this done this week because I'm gone next week, and I'm going <laughs> to assume the coach. Well, who knows? There is a scenario, Mark. I, yeah, just just to wrap up. Let's hear it. Give me 15-second thought on this. Dave Tippett has been linked to Buffalo. How? Is the race because Todd McClellan was linked to Buffalo twice. Twice. Once when he was hired by Edmonton, once when he was hired um, by the LA Kings. So on that note, do you jump the queue and move right away? Uh, Listen, I think that there's some cachet here again. First of all, every coach in the world wants Connor McDavid. Okay. Leon Dreisel's in that. Sure. Echelon I'm glad now. you've come around there. There's no question on that. Hey, only 50-goal, 100-point guy in the league last year. And now with Ken Holland here, you know, they always talked about when Brian Burke, when, when Mike Babcock went to the Leafs, how, wouldn't you love to be the guy that steered the Leafs to that elusive yeah. Stanley Cup? You know, it's been a long time in Edmonton. There's some of that here too, Bob. That's Mark Spector. Speck, thanks for swinging by. Jim Matheson. A hockey Hall of Famer where Speck's going to try to work his way into. My mentor. If Greg Wyshynski uh, ratifies his vote down the road. <laughs> Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.